the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. One of the richest passages of Scripture you'll run across. Romans chapter 6, verses 1 through 14. That is where we catch up with our teacher and pastor, Gary Wagner, for today's broadcast of Abounding Grace. Join us. As mentioned, we are here in Romans chapter 6, verses 1 through 14, message called Freed from Sin. As we continue our journey through Romans, our teacher and pastor, Gary Wagner, takes us back to this passage, and we're going to camp here for a while as we focus in on some of the rich content the Apostle Paul leaves for us here in this passage of Scripture. Freed from Sin. Join us for today's broadcast of Abounding Grace. Here's Pastor Gary. Let's look at Colossians 3.3. 3. I'll begin reading with verse 1. If you then be risen with Christ, seek those things. And by the way, if there, again, is not a language of doubt or uncertainty. It is more of the language of certainty. And it could be translated, since you are risen with Christ, seek those things that are above where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affections on things above, not on the things on the earth, for you are dead. You see, this thing was very important to Paul, to the Holy Spirit and to Jesus Christ. For you are dead and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear then shall you also appear with him in glory. John says in 1 John 3, 2, Behold what manner of love the Father has given to us that we should be called the children of God. But it does not just yet appear that we shall be. We are waiting on the day of resurrection. We're waiting on the return of the bridegroom. We are truly alive We are truly one with our Savior, but the glory is hidden. It hasn't been manifested yet. So we need to remember nothing Paul says about this union with Christ in his death and resurrection implies that we will be perfect in this life or that perfection is even actually possible. Our union with the Lord Jesus Christ will result in our full perfection. But this will not appear until our bodies are raised from the dead and until we possess fullness of life in him when it will be impossible for you and I to sin. So as we wait for this glory, we can resist sin because the old man has been crucified. He's already received the death blow. So I would encourage you that rather than focusing on what we don't have yet, absolute abundant life, Full perfection. Instead, stand in awe before what God has already given us in the Lord Jesus. You know, 
When a man is healed from a horrible disease, he doesn't get up from his hospital bed and say, hey, my toe's hurting now, and starts complaining. No, he, gives, he goes back about his business, and he's very thankful that God has healed him. And he knows if God took care of him in the worst situation, he will take care of him in the lesser things. And that is where our eyes have got to be looking, beloved, unto Jesus. Look at what he's already taken care of for us. He has broken the curse and the power of sin over the lives of believers. The one of the churches in uh, Malaise today. We have forgotten the power of the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ It is a deliverance. It is a mighty renovation that has taken place in us. And one of its main fruits is in the changed lives of those who believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Look again, if you will, at Colossians 3, the very next verse 5. What does Paul say after all of this? Mortify, therefore, your members which are upon the earth. Hmm. I thought we were dead. Well, we are dead in principle, but God began this work and he completes it. And through union with Christ, we die to sin more and more and live to righteousness. By the way, that is the great practical purpose of this entire section in Romans 6, 6, to encourage us to fight against sin and to give ourselves to God, body and soul because we are one with the Lord Jesus Christ. We are in union with him. We have been implanted into him. We have new life in him. So let me encourage you. Nothing will so strengthen your faith to fight the battles that God has put in front of you than to trust in God's promises and to rely on his power. We don't all have the same battles. Some have health battles. Some have financial battles. Some people have a combination. But wherever God has called you, do you know what encourages you to fight and to stand faithfully? Is it I've got some platitudes and I've got some petty principles? Is it let me just work myself up into some religious enthusiasm or frenzy? Does that last? No, I think we would all confess that. But what does last? We are one with the Son of God. Now let me tell you what to do with this. Paul doesn't talk about this here. He actually talks about it later, but I want to talk to you about it right now. What are we supposed to do with this? This is how we should pray. Lord Jesus, you tell me here in your word that I am one with you. I am no longer to think of myself as someone who is isolated from you or knows you at a distance. You have joined me to yourself. I was chosen in you by the Father before the foundation of the world. You died to the power of sin. You rose to newness of life. Oh, but Lord, I feel so weak. I've got these sins in my life. I see the sins of my children. I see all the sins in my world, and I need help. And what does Jesus then say? You've come to the right place. Why? Because I'm the head. You're the body. I'm the husband. You're the full wife. I am the vine. You're the branches. In every conceivable way here, the Holy Spirit wants to stress the closeness, the bondedness of our union with the Lord Jesus Christ. 
so we will continue looking to him for strength so that we will continue calling upon his name so that we will seriously take seriously when he says let my word abide in you do you want to be fruitful do you want your marriage to be better do you want your children to be godlier do you want your business to to thrive but what is it that you want it is if it is truly worth wanting and worth having it comes only through union with jesus christ because he has all the promises of god he possesses every one of them for he is the tree of life his cross the leaves of which are for the healing of men and nations so you must eat of that fruit there's nowhere else to go nowhere else but if you eat that fruit you will live forever so keep calling upon Christ but you may say pastor gary i've been doing that for 20 years my advice to you is do it until he calls you home the branch does not say i'm tired of depending upon this tree i'm going to walk off and go somewhere else my head jesus doesn't look at my ugly body and say i don't want to look at him anymore i'm out of here there is a connectedness that endures between us and the Lord Jesus Christ. And he began this good work and he will per- keep on performing it. Now verse 7 is a glorious little line. For he who is dead is freed from sin. First thing I should probably mention is the first phrase there, for he who is dead, could just as easily be translated since we died. In other words, he is not expressing, well, maybe you're dead, maybe you're not, or you need to do something to make yourself die with Christ. That is not what he's saying. But in Christ, we are dead to sin, and we are freed from sin. Now, the interesting thing about the translation of this word freed is that it is really a close derivation, derivative of the word justified. So what Paul is really saying here is that since we died, we are justified from sin. Now, beloved, you're going to have to bear with me for just a minute and listen carefully because this is a very remarkable idea. It is because we are justified for sin, declared righteous before God, that the penalty has been satisfied. God's curse, Jesus bore on his own back on the cross. That's why we are free. You see, the legal penalty has been satisfied. But there are a lot of people today who don't want to hear about justification. Because, you see, they say they don't like those legal terms like justification. Well, they better learn to like it because it is the root of holiness in the life of the believer. Let me explain why. As long as the wrath of God lies upon us, do you think there really is any hope for holiness? As soon as I tell a lie to someone, what happens? It develops a distance between me and that person. I don't want to be exposed. I hope they don't remember what I've said, if I feel guilty about it, or I might get in trouble. 
As long as there is guilt, as long as there is a sense of alienation from God, any good that we do is either prompted by guilt, by fear, frustration, and really it's not good at all. Jesus enters the scene and he bears our curse on the tree for all sins, past, present, and future. You don't atone for your future sins, child of God. Jesus has already paid their price. He bore the full curse, curse, the full weight of all the sins for all of God's people, for all time on the cross. And he carried them away like the scapegoat sent away into the wilderness, symbolically bearing the guilt of God's people away from the camp. So the Lord Jesus Christ had all of our guilt put upon him and he carried it all away now listen carrying it away means that we now have peace with God we are we are now reconciled to him not by our words not our feelings not our works no it was through the blood of Jesus Christ and heaven is now open to us through his flesh a new and living way and since we are at peace with God since we are justified we are dead to sin and we see God's friendly face. And, and we go to him and, at all times and cry and know that he will hear us. Sin no longer tyrannizes us because the sword of divine justice has struck down the shepherd. And the sword is now sheathed and satisfied with the blood of Christ. When we look to the Lamb of God, we are delivered we are freed. We are justified from sin. And this makes a tremendous difference in our fight against sin and Satan. Our daily battles, our, our godliness, our holiness, which is the theme throughout this whole section, doesn't rest upon the shaky foundation of our emotional condition. It's not formulas and ditties that can beat off the evil one. It is nothing less than the fact that we have died with Christ and are risen with him. Heaven is not a brass curtain over us, my friends. The Lord Jesus Christ has opened it so that we can call upon him and plead for his help. And you know what? God is clothed with omnipotence to help his friends. Do you feel yourself to be a friend of God? Or are you stingier with mercy than he? Well, you know, I've got to do a lot of good stuff, and when I do enough good stuff, then I'll be accepted. God never showed you one drop of mercy because you did anything good. It is because Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life, the righteousness, the sacrifice, and we are God's friends through Jesus. You might say, yeah, but I've got a lot of sin in me. But Jesus has atoned for that. We already know because Paul has already prepared us for this. Because he has already said, you can't say grace, grace, grace. So I can sin, sin, sin and not worry about it. No, this, this for those who are seeking to be found in Christ, like Paul in Philippians 3.1, I want to be found in him. I want to know the power of his resurrection. I want to know the fellowship of his sufferings. I want to be found in Christ. Paul says you are freed from sin. And God helps his friends. 
It is because we have failed to live in terms of union with our Christ and his death and resurrection that sin even makes a resurgence in our life because we don't mortify it like Paul said in Colossians 3.5. We don't put it to death. We give it free reign. We think, oh, my justification isn't finished, so maybe I'm not really a child of God because these sins in my life. Let me ask you, do you become a child of God because there were good things in your life? Well, neither do you unbecome one because you have bad things in your life. Beloved, that's a twisted version of Roman Catholicism. Pure Protestantism says, look to the Lamb. Stop looking at yourself. Look to what Christ has done. Embrace that atonement that he has accomplished. The propitiation that was for our sins. And then our joyful, freed consciences are released. I'm not under condemnation. I'm not under guilt. Jesus has paid the penalty. Then filled with gratitude, love, and amazement. Keep his commandments with joy and thanksgiving. Not I'm earning something. Not I've got to make sure I keep my account right with God. Forget it. You are not the accountant between you and God. Christ is the only bookkeeper and the only holder of the book of life. And if you believe in his blood and trust in his righteousness, beloved, your name is there in his book of life. So what are you supposed to do with your name there? Rejoice. Serve God. Stop giving sin free reign in your life. Fight against it. Resist temptation. Plead for God's help. Plead the assistance of Christ by his spirit. Beloved, these verses are precious. And Paul is going to say more about it later. And we'll look at it again probably next week. But this glorious theme, one with Christ in his death and in his resurrection, the old man crucified, the body of sin destroyed, even in my body, the dominion of sin broken so that I won't serve sin anymore. This is a defining reality of my life. But I thought Obamacare was. I thought my boss was. No, The divining, the finding reality in your life is that I am dead and raised with Christ and I am seated with him in the heavenlies and everything I do and wherever I go, whomever I'm with, however difficult life is, the trials, the sickness, I am one with the son of God. I can never be lost. No one can lay a charge against me. Christ, the Son of God, died and I am justified from sin. So beloved, in our battles against sin this week, which we will have, when we struggle with sin, what do we do? We run right back to Jesus. Do you want to get off the hamster wheel of self-reliance and guilt and frustration? And get on the path of righteousness. Every time you fall, you go right back to that cross. Why? Because where the fountainhead is, grace and mercy are opened up to us. That is where the river of life is. Opened up to us from the throne of God. Anyone here need cleansing today? Come, says the prophet. Come by bread. 
buy wine, drink water out of the living wells of salvation. Christ has opened them for us. He's opened them for our children. He's opened them for all who believe in him. Oh, my friends, don't ever wander from these waters. Build your homes right on the banks of the grace of God that has appeared in Jesus. Build your job, build your married, right, marriage right on the banks of this water. Don't ever get far from it. If you get far from it, it is nothing but a desert. It is weakness. It is I may have everything in this life, but why do I feel so empty? I may be healthy, but why do I feel diseased? Build right there where Jesus Christ has opened up the mercies of God for us. And by the way, no one can lose those mercies. Because of what Jesus has opened, no one can close. Do you feel today heavy laden? I know there are times I do. In fact, many times. I feel heavy laden over sin, guilt, Trouble, frustration. Oh, look at the Lamb. There he stands right at the right hand of God. And what is he doing there? He is interceding for us. What does that mean? It means he is praying for us. He is the faithful high priest who, like the Old Testament priest, wore the breastplate that had the 12 tribes' names engraved on it. And our names are engraved on his hands and on his feet, says the prophet. He never, he never forgets us. He prays for us as he did for Peter that our faith will not fail. So don't be afraid. He says to us, as he said to the disciples that night on the Sea of Galilee, be not afraid, it is I. Peter was the only one who got out of the boat and ran to him. All of them should have. We deprive ourselves of joy, strength, hope, calmness of mind, freedom from worry, because we do not hold fast to the Savior. He has done it all, says the old hymn. He has done it all, all to him I owe. But we think, well, there must be a little bit for me to do. There's got to be a little bit left. No, that little bit is like a fly in the ointment. We need to hold on to the pure gospel of grace, which has a high view of Christ and which leads to holiness of life. Not holiness of guilt. Holiness is daunting, isn't it? No, we serve a holy God. We look at God's commandments and think, man, these are sledgehammers. No, they are the very way of life into which God invites his friends to live with him. The friends that are reconciled to him through Jesus. And no one can lay a charge against them. So abide in Christ, beloved. Determined to walk in newness of life. Put off your grave clothes of sin, as Paul said. And mortify your members upon the earth. You are alive in him. He has freed you from the curse. Live like it. But I do need to give a warning. If sin has dominion over you, if the desire of your heart and life is, I want to do what I want to do, I lie, I deceive, I manipulate, understand you may not have this life in Christ. Because when we are united to the vine, we receive the strength and hope and grace and power. And at the top of it all, we receive the Holy Spirit. And it's all 
from Christ. So come to the Savior today if you are still his enemy. He saved his enemies. He saved me and I was his enemy. At a young age, I knew his truth, but I didn't want it and I trampled on it. But he says... He saves deniers like Peter. He saves murderers like Paul. And he will save you. Look at the Lord Jesus Christ. Celebrate if you know him. You're in oneness with him. Give yourself to it and ask, what does it mean for me in this particular sin that I'm facing to be one with Jesus? What help can I hope to receive from him How do I need to call upon him? What do I need to do to enjoy more of his strength in my life? And oh, that is such a glorious pursuit. Remember though, here is my final word. He is our life. Do you need strength today? You're engrafted into Christ. So seek it from him. Do you need some wisdom? Seek it from him. He is the wisdom of God. Do you need forgiveness? Seek cleansing through his blood. For all of God's promises are yes and amen. Well, that's all the time we have today. This has been Abounding Grace with Pastor Gary Wagner from Reformed Heritage Church in San Jose. If you'd like to review today's broadcast, we would invite you to contact us for a copy of the program. They're available for just $5. Mention today's date and we'll send a CD your way. Here's where to write to us. PMB number 402, 1484 Pollard Road. That's in Los Gatos, California. The zip code is 95032. Again, that's PMB number 402, 1484 Pollard Road. Los Gatos, California, 95032 is that address. Our phone number, if you'd rather call, 408-866-5607. That's 408-866-5607. Our website is reformedheritage.org, and if you'd like to join us for worship, Sunday services are at 2 p.m. We meet at the Lone Hill Church on 5055 Lone Hill Road in Los Gatos. Directions at our website, reformedheritage.org, or again, call 408-866-5607. Thank you for joining us today. We look forward to seeing you next time we get together as we continue our studies in God's Word. Until then, may Christ be your abounding grace. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.